Hello, everyone. Welcome to the African Football Fantasy Podcast with myself, Sabelo Mbongo, and my co-host, Adam Spio. Adam, I don't have to ask how you're doing, but they don't know how you're doing. How are you, Adam? Uh, not too bad. Um, down with the cold, but I'm excited for this game week. Uh, I've seen that Ellen Haaland did very well last week, so I've captained him already. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm looking to get, hopefully, a hat-trick or two from him today. But yeah, all is well. What about you, my brother? Nah, I'm, I'm good as well. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've also captained Haaland as well. I captained him on my team. I also don't care what anybody says, I mean. But I've been, overall, I've been pretty good. I can't complain. Nah, Fantastic. It's it's good to hear that you've been good. You know, that's what's important. The gift of life, eh? Yeah. I'm looking at last week's fixtures. Which one would you say stood out to you and which one underwhelmed you? Uh, last week, I had 60 points for one of my accounts. So I was six points below the average and that really sucked for me because last week I was trying to be smart I don't say smart but I was trying to be strategic with my approach to my captain seeing that Watkins did well the game week before I was like you know what let me captain Mandem hopefully he can give me a goal and assist he blanked right and I did have Haaland in my team I did have Salah in my team those two performed very well and they got points. So the fact that I was one of those few managers that didn't give the armband either to Salah or to Haaland or to even Son, because of course he had scored on Friday, yeah. I really lost out on the good points that I that I could have benefited from. But all in all, I uh, I did enjoy the game week. Man City made my game week by humiliating Manchester United. Um, I'm always up for that. I'm I'm always up for humiliation of Manchester United. So it made me happy. Also, Liverpool, we took three points, three goals. Our team is high flying, so I definitely cannot complain. I think the the game that was strange for me was um Brighton Hove Albion and Fulham. I really thought that, you know, Brighton could, you know, pick three points up, looking that they are done well midweek in the, you know, European competition. But it was only a draw. Um, I had Ferguson in game week nine. I saw Ferguson and I brought in Watkins and Ferguson scored, you know, in game week 10. So it was really a bittersweet experience for me. But all in all, I believe... Game week 10 wasn't bad at all. How about you? Uh, for me, game week 10, uh, you say Haaland did pretty well. I didn't captain him. I tried to be smart about it. I tried to captain Alvarez, but he didn't do as well as Haaland. He just made an appearance. But, you know, overall, yeah, I also hit slightly below the average of the week. And there's some performances that I expected to go better. But the team that I support, Arsenal, did very well. We won 5-0, which was exciting because I don't get to see my team win 5-0 very often. So it was a good it was a good thing in terms of that. And then a disappointment would be would have to be Chelsea. Because Chelsea, well, they were showing promise. I thought maybe it was the beginning of something, you know. But 
they 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 lost to Brentford, which has been off for a few weeks, and they picked up most recently as well. So I expected Chelsea to 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 take that one, but you know, such as football. Uh, which players would you say um stood out for you in this previous game week, which is game week ten? Um, I I enjoyed Arsenal performances, so I believe that Arsenal boys really, you know, did a solid for us. They made us enjoy the game week for Chelsea. I'm really not surprised because you know they're yo-yo club right now. They they just can't be consistent enough. In Buemo and Visa really, you know, took the ball by the horn because in the previous game week, in game week nine, I believe they had a good performance in game week nine, Brentford, you know, they, Brentford scored 3-0, right? So they were coming off game week nine into game week 10 with a very good performance in game week nine in Buemo Visa scored as, as, as well as Godos. And then in game week 10, the way they humiliated Chelsea, I watched that game and I wasn't surprised that Bumbo again performed very well because they were coming off a good run. I think Chelsea would have to find a way to really utilise their best players to the best of their abilities, maybe even changing approach sometime. But yeah, so for me, I loved the performance by the Arsenal boys. It was really good to see that Nketiah scored a hat-trick. I am very happy for him. I am very, very happy for him. What he's shown to Arteta and even perhaps Southgate is that if he's given the opportunity, he can be clinical and he can really impact the team that he's part of. So I think these are the players from these two teams that stood out for me, both on the good side and on the bad side. But yeah, what you were saying about what you saying about um Chelsea about being a yo-yo club. Yeah, that is true. You know, it's not a club that you can rely on, you know, even as a supporter. It's not a club that you can depend on because you know you never know what you're gonna get. It doesn't matter the the opponent. I mean, they beat they beat Chelsea the 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 previous game week, I think, or is it two? They beat they beat Arsenal. And then now they went to go lose 2 0 to Brentford. So you never know what you can get. No, they drew with Arsenal. The yeah, previous yeah, game, drew. they drew with Arsenal 2 2. Yeah, we drew 2 2 with them. And then now they lose to Brentford. You know, Brentford, I didn't expect them to write the way from the previous game, but they did. They, they wrote that win. And then it took him into that win as well. And with, with Nketia, I also think now. It's it's a sign to 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 Arteta that like no you don't need to sign a new striker I can score as well given the opportunity and he he does knock in those goals so it's a good thing that he's stepping up you know he's not just chilling just because you know Jesus is is injured so he he didn't just chill he actually stepped up but I just hope that he can keep it up in the coming game weeks since it looks like the Arsenal will be without Gabriel Jesus. For, for a while. And then another game, I'm glad United lost 3-0, you know. You know, but then, um, because you know how United fans are, but then I'm glad they lost 3-0. You know, that was also another game that stood out for me this past weekend. I did expect City to, to win, as we, we were talking about last week, but I didn't expect them to win 3-0. I mean, with no response back from Manchester United. I didn't see that coming, but 
it happens. Yeah, it does. And it's 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 only a benefit for us fans out there who really dislike United. So yeah, more of that to come. And hopefully in this game week, the first of this game week, which is Fulham home to Manchester United, Fulham can take three points. Yeah. Hopefully, but you we can see it can also be a response from Manchester United to to come back and, and show people they're not as bad as people say they are or people think. But people that don't like Man United will hope they lose again today. Speaking of these weekend's fixtures, Adam, can you break it down for us as to what the times are and what teams are facing each other? Most definitely. So game week 11 begins on Saturday, 4th November 2023. The first game is at 12.30 GMT, which is Fulham home to Manchester United. Then we have one, two, three, four, five games which will be played at 3 p.m. GMT. The first of them being Brentford home to West Ham. Crystal Palace away to Burnley at Turf Moor. Everton hosting Brighton Hove Albion at the stadium and Manchester City having Bournemouth come over for perhaps another lashing. And then we have Wolves going all the way to Sheffield United for the last of the games at 3 p.m. GMT. Then we have the perhaps the blockbuster of the Saturday games, which is Arsenal go away to Newcastle at St. James's Park. Then on Sunday, we have at 2... PMGMT, Nottingham Forest hosting Aston Villa, and then Liverpool goes away to Luton at 4.30. Then on Monday, the big one, the big London game, Tottenham Hotspur hosting Chelsea. Sabelo, which of these games should we start analysing from? I think I want to go from bottom up. So let's start with the Spurs-Chelsea game. Now Spurs is on a very, very good run of form. As things stand, Son is playing very well. Madison is playing very well. And there's a whole good vibe in the Spurs team. Chelsea, on the other hand, is struggling like nobody's business. How do you see this game going FPO-wise? And should managers, perhaps for this game, we have like two or three players that they can, you know, put in to help them from Spurs? And should also managers looking looking to having fewer Chelsea assets, especially those in behind, seeing that they concede a lot of goals? I'd say with the Spurs team, definitely get a few Spurs assets because Spurs is doing very well. It's undeniable. It's there for everyone to see. And to be honest, if you don't know, if you don't have any Spurs assets by now, I don't know what you're doing. But then Spurs are doing pretty well. And with Chelsea, the team with a few Good strikes every now and then, but they like consistency. And for FPL managers, consistency is a big thing. So having players from a team that is not consistent is not such a great idea because you never know when you'll win, when you'll lose. Because when they do well, they do really well. But then the rest of the times, they don't do as well. So I wouldn't suggest having more than one one Chelsea player in my team. Do you have any assets from this game that's coming up, um, which is Spurs and Chelsea, Adam? 
Yes, I do. I have Son in my team. Initially, I had Son and Madison, but I sold Madison so I can bring in another asset from another team that is doing well. But yeah, I have Son. I'm not going to captain Son because I'm not a Spurs fan. Preferably for me, I'd rather Spurs lose this game and Chelsea win so that it makes it easier for my team, you know, to catch up to them. But of course, as you said it perfectly, Spurs have been on a very good run. It will be ludicrous if we don't have any spare assets in there. So, regardless of the overall performance of this particular game week for spares, it's important to still have spare assets because you will definitely need it. Regardless of the fixture difficulty ratings for the next five games, where two games have a fixture difficulty rating of three, which is today, at home to Chelsea, and then in game week 13, at home to Aston Villa as well. And then another game being um, having a fixture difficulty rating of five, which is away to Manchester City. All in all, I believe Spurs still have very good games that they can win if only they are consistent. I mean, away to Wolves in game week 12 and at home to West Ham, game with 15, these can be games that they can win, they can find a way to get points. Apart from Man City, all the other teams look like teams that they can either win or get maximum points from through multiple goals. So I would advise, and I'm sure Sabella, you would agree with me here, that if you have the opportunity to double up, triple up on spare assets for the next five games, we definitely go for it. Great. Now let's look at the first game of Today, Fulham versus Manchester United. What are your thoughts on this game, Sabello? Uh, when it comes to Fulham and Manchester United, for the first time in a while, it could go anywhere. You know, usually it'd be a fixture that Man United should should bury, but you know, it's not the case today, or most recently. And um, in terms of having any assets from the teams, I wouldn't have. Any except for Fulham, their goalkeeper Brent Leno does very well. He's often part of the team of the weeks, not as often as he used to, but he gets the job done. Even when he's not part of the team of the week, he gets fairly good points. But no, which is um Fulham is also a team that's not consistent, but they have good players. And do they have what it takes to to beat United today? I guess we'll see. And then with Manchester United, any assets are right now no, no thank you because they're not doing particularly well. Not even United fans have United players in their team, so why would I get a United player in my team? But it's gonna be interesting, though. That's one thing that's for sure. It's gonna be one to watch. Uh, how do you feel about the Fulham and United game? Most definitely, that. Fulham would want to get maximum points um, at home in front of their fans to really, you know, set the ball rolling for a good fight. Um, I know Fulham has players that can do the job-ish. Vinicius, we have um, Bobby de Cordova-Reed. We also have Pereira, who's in there, who can find ways to really connect the dots for them. So I see this game either going a win for Fulham or perhaps a draw. A draw will be best case scenario for Manchester United, but I I would love to really see a win happen in the like I keep saying any opportunity for United to crumble, I'm more than willing 
you know, to enjoy that. I don't have any Fulham assets in my team uh, because, of course, I've got top players in other positions. But I think in the subsequent games going forward, I just may consider bringing in um, a, a Fulham asset because, you know, like you mentioned with Ben Leno, in Paul, he would get points in the way. He may not be part of the team of the week regularly, but he will get points because he does save a couple of shots from time to time within the game. So I think that'll be that'll be positive. Brentford are home to West Ham. West Ham now has lost, I believe, three games in the no, yes. They've lost actually they've lost two games. They they beat Arsenal midweek, right? In the Carabao. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So prior to that, they had lost a number of games in a row and it was just really stressful to see that they have the likes of what Prowse and Bowen and Kudus, they still couldn't get games, you know, under their belt the way we would want them to. Brentford is coming off on a very good high, two wins in a row, and Bournemouth was on a very good high, two goals in two games. Although I've sold my Brentford assets... I don't regret not having any Brentford assets for this game because I do have Jared Bowen. And I believe that West Ham can find a way to get three points from this game away to Brentford, given the fact that they'd already played midweek. So, of course, there'll be some game time in the legs with the players, which can be consistency moving forward. How do you see the Brentford-West Ham game? Uh, with Brentford picking up in form recently, I'd love to see which way it would go this one because it's also coming up against a team that's not doing particularly bad, even though they, they beat Arsenal during the week. So that should tell you something about the crop of players that West Ham has. So it's going to be interesting. But as you said, some people, some players might be, maybe they, they might be leggy because they play during the week, so they might not be in tip-top form. Whereas them compared to them playing with their full squad, I have a West Ham asset in my team, actually. And I believe that they're going to win. But it's going to be interesting. I know you have Brentford players in your team as well. And they're also doing pretty good. I mean, you saw them last week. They, they performed pretty well. So it's going to be interesting to see how it will turn out today. Yeah, I do have Brentford assets in my other accounts. And um, I'm just going to consider, you know, monitoring them for a while. But for my main account, I actually plan on doubling up on a West Ham asset, perhaps a defender, a goalkeeper. I actually do have, I actually do have, I just remembered, I do have two West Ham asset, so I wouldn't do, I wouldn't add a third one. And looking at their next five game weeks, three of their games have a fixture difficulty rating of two, which is game week 12, 13, and 14, home to Nottingham Forest, away to Burnley, and home to Palace. And then the other two have a fixture difficulty rating of three, which is today, away to Burn, Brentford, and then away to Spurs in game week 15. They have the points are coming through. Right. Now, the Burnley Palace game, how do you see this one going? I know a lot of people don't have assets from Burnley and most of the people who even have assets from Palace, it's more on the defensive side, so the likes of Gay and Anderson. But how do you see this game going? Burnley versus Palace, um, 
Palace is not a team that scores a lot, but Burnley is not a team that scores a lot as well. They've been doing really bad. Um, Burnley haven't consistently won. I think they only have one win in the league. And Palace is not a, a fairly consistent team as well. I don't have any assets from both teams. Although I did consider Anderson at some point. But then I remembered that he plays for Crystal Palace and what type of team they play and the type of, the type of football that they play. It's very conservative. So it's not people... The defenders don't get too much action. You know? So that means that they won't rack up the points. So... I wouldn't get any of, of, of any of them. But then I feel like this would be a draw. If not a draw, since Burnley is at home, I'd say Burnley win. Burnley win. I think that won't be bad. Um, I'm seeing a draw as well. So hopefully it's a draw with nil-nil so that my Palace assets in my other accounts can get a full six point. It's about the Everton versus Brighton, Brighton and whole Albion game. How do you see this one going? I think this should be easy three points for Brighton and whole Albion, given the fact that although they won in the last um game week for the European competition, and would also like to see him score more goals in the Premier League. So how is that game going to go for you? How do you see it happening? Uh, for sure. I, I also foresee um a Brighton win. Even though they haven't been on form most recently, but you can't take away from what type of team they are. And you have to t- consider the opponents that they're facing as well. They f- they're facing Everton, and Everton is not in the best of places right now. So it should be a clear win for Brighton. I still have only one Brighton. Oh, no, I have two Brighton assets left. In my team, so I'm hoping that they play pretty well. I have Mitoma and Steel, but I bench Steel this this week, um, in, in favor of Vicario. But I, I for that one player that I put in, I, I hope that they do well. Everton, I don't have any assets from Everton. I wouldn't suggest anybody get any assets for Everton. Well, that's if you want to do well in the FPL. I wouldn't suggest anyone get any of those. But it should be a clear win for Brighton. And the Man City and Bournemouth game, how do you see it going at him? Definitely City is going to get three points. I don't see them losing this game um, after the high that they've been on. Also, after not winning the Ballon d'Or, I'm sure Erling Haaland is motivated deeply to go all out this season and try and win it for next year because of course we know that this is the last time that Messi is taking it so there's a huge chance for him to really make it his own from this season moving forward and I really just see Haaland getting a hat-trick I don't know why I keep saying but I see Haaland getting a hat-trick in this game with two assists and two goals for Julian Alvarez as well sorry to all the Bremer fans out there but your team just isn't it. Like it's gonna to be tough for you to go to Etihad and get all three points there. Best case scenario for them is a loss by one nil, right? That's the best case scenario. But hey, I'd want my captain to do very well. So yeah, double up, triple up if you can. Man City assets, it's very clear. If you can, just double or triple up. What about you, Sabello? I'm sure we share the same sentiments. 
for sure. Double or triple up on Man City asses. I mean, it's clear as day that Man City could really blow Bournemouth out the water. But, you know, nothing is set in stone, but the likelihood of Man City winning is really high. So I see them doing pretty well. What about the Sheffield and Wolves game? For me, it's a kind of interesting game, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, it was one of those games that... So I don't have players from either of the teams because they're just not consistent. FPL is about consistency. You know, you'd want a situation where your your players are doing very well and you're all benefiting from them. So for me, I haven't invested and I'm not going to invest in any Sheffield or Wolves assets. I see another draw, best case for Sheffield. Best case for Wolves, maybe a 1-0, 2-0, you know, win. But um, yeah, it's... I wouldn't advise managers, of course, unless maybe you're trying to be smart and have, you know, a basis of points. Um, this game week, I wouldn't advise you going into, you know, shuffle all wolves and buying all their assets because you wouldn't be getting, you wouldn't be getting a lot of points coming through. You really wouldn't be getting a lot of points coming through. So that is it for the Sheffield and Wolves game. Uh, but yeah, Newcastle Arsenal. I have so I have two assets from Newcastle in my team. They're both on the bench, and I have two assets from Arsenal, and they're both playing. So I have Saka and Kitty. I'm very confident that my boys can really do the job for. You know, us this game week. I mean, there's no way you're gonna say Newcastle will win this game as an Arsenal fan, is it? <laughs> I don't even dare think about it. You know, from Arsenal fan, but it's gonna be a tough game because you know Arsenal come from a lead from a game that most people would say they would they could have won or should have won. So it's gonna be a matter of you know proving also as well that they're a bigger team than Newcastle or a better team, you know, because, you know, Arsenal is a team that people like. It receives a lot of banter. So, you know, they never let the boys breathe. But I yeah. expect, I expect them to do well. And But it's going to be an interesting game, though, because Newcastle is not at all a bad opponent. But it's going to be interesting to watch because... I have a few Newcastle assets as well. I benched them for this game. I don't see them beating Arsenal. But if they do, props to them. But I benched them. I have a few Arsenal assets as well, which I expect to do well. And it's going to be a a big game. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And then on Sunday, first game of the day is Nottingham Forest against Austin Villa. Nottingham Forest. I don't have any assets, I don't think. But I do have a Villa asset. I have Paul Torres in my back line. Didn't do particularly well last week, but they were out the week before that. And this week, I don't see him doing bad because it's a forest. Even though they have a quite decent striking power, but I don't see them causing too much threat. How do you see it, Adam? Villa, you know, are on a very good run of form. They knocked West Ham 3-1 in the first game week. So I, I'm really seeing them enjoying what they're doing. So I, I would love to see, you know, Bailey and uh, Diaby and uh, Watkins and, 
Douglas Luiz gets in the points. In my other accounts, I do have Aston Villa assets. So that would be great to see them doing very well. Um, Forest, best case for them, maybe a 1-0 draw, one nil win, which is going to be very tough. Um, maybe a draw will be the second best case scenario. But I see Villa, you know, taking all three points um, away to Forest. Now to my team, the last game of Sunday. There's no way in any position, in any realm, in any dimension, given the way our players are high flying, that will go away to Luton and lose. It's not possible. I would not understand. And if you're an FPL manager, this is a time for you to double up on Liverpool assets because our players are playing very well. In one of my accounts, I actually do have two Liverpool um, players. I have Darwin and Afsala. You know, Jota is scoring as well. Sobosla is being a huge help to the team. So it's a no-brainer that you should invest into Liverpool assets. Salah, your number one asset that you should have as an FPL manager, and then you find a way to get another Liverpool assets in there because you're going to benefit. You're going to benefit big time. You'd only lose out if you're trying to be smart and not add any Liverpool players. What do you say about this game, Sabello? No, I don't see it going any other way. It has to be a Liverpool win. I mean, Liverpool, a Luton that only has one win so far in the league versus a Liverpool that's high-flying. I mean, everybody knows what happens when Liverpool is high-flying. It's people that you should never let catch form if you know they're going to come up against you. So I don't see any other result. And in terms of Liverpool assets, as you said, I couldn't have said it better. Definitely get those Liverpool assets Get you Salah. Salah is the is the best performing uh, player on on FPL thus far, so having him would be great. So having a Salah, having a Sabuslai, I was close to getting him actually this week, but I vouched for 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 someone else, and but he he deserves a very good shout. If if I could have both of the players, I'd I'd I'd, I'd have both, but you know I had to choose one. But I see them doing pretty well. And then the final game of the game week, Spurs versus Chelsea. High-flying Spurs, the highest-flying team in the league, up against the shaky Chelsea, a yo team, as you said earlier on. How do you feel about this fixture? Uh, I would want I would want a cagey affair. I would want everybody boxing in. You know, Chelsea, Chelsea has to try and take points away from Spurs just because it's a North London game, you know, for bragging rights. Regardless, when it comes to the big boys, you need to win for bragging rights. So, you know, hopefully they get they get a point. They they get to win. Actually, I won't bet kissing out of them winning. But if they don't get to win, then they get a point. If that doesn't happen, then you know, it looks like Spurs are just gonna take the three points with the way the players are flying, but Hopefully, this can be that turnaround. I don't enjoy investing money into Spurs assets, especially as a Liverpool fan. So, I'm calling all Chelsea fans out there and even the Chelsea players, if you're listening to this, do us a favour. Be the beginning point for the breakdown of Spurs so that we can start investing into your players and into other players. It sucks for me as a Liverpool fan. I've been Son and Madison in my team. I, I can't, right? And 
I'm sure a lot of managers, you know, suffer this thing where it gets to a point you put FPL aside because it's about the legacy of your team. Do you understand? So it's not really about the uh the legacy of your FPL players. Because whether like it or not, the odds of you winning FPL is really slim. But the odds of your team doing very well, it's high compared to, you know, your FPL position. So Chelsea, we're begging you, although you're a yo-yo club, do us a favor. Just do us a favor. Yeah, please, bro. You can imagine me having Spurs players in my team. I'm a North London team supporter myself. They hate people that support my team. But sometimes I find myself screaming at these people, hoping they perform. What beast FPL has turned us into? <laughs> right? It's 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 annoying. Like I don't emphasis. I don't want to have Spurs assets in my team. It's never an option for me. So Chelsea needs to do us a favor today. Looking at the this game week, which players would you say would look out for? Who are the best budget players of this week for people who don't have too much in their bank account but are looking for a quality player that can get the results for them? So a budget enabler, a budget player right now as it stands is an individual who it's has a value of 6.5 and below. So such a person can be a real benefit to your club if you're looking into, you know, try to be smart and try to even the points across board because, of course, budget enablers really can be a huge benefit for me. And as it stands, the best budget enablers out there aren't really very consistent. I think the one I'll pick, the two that I'll pick out to, you know, really lead the way for the budget enablers is Douglas Louise, who has 56 points and at a price of 5.6 million pounds. But to be a massive, massive, massive steal if you can get him in your team, because, well, as a stance, he is on penalty duty. He gets to, you know, add his points out there. And I believe from time to time he also gives assists. So it's looking it's looking like one where if you decide to bring in Douglas Louise, you will benefit. Big, big time. You will benefit big, big time from having him in there. And then we also have um, Borden from Newcastle. Now, I'm not trying to support him for the Arsenal game because there's no way I want him to go ahead of Arsenal. But if you do, uh, you know, if you... If 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 you do have him in your team, looking at the injuries that Newcastle has right now, he can be a real benefit, you know, for you. Pontus John Jensen for Brentford is also doing very well. And although in game week 10, he had three points, he's the third with the most points for the people who are budget enablers, you know, from 6.5 million pounds and below. And that can be a real asset for you moving forward. The likes of Rice, you know, the likes of Neto, who's now injured, Abdullah, Dukure, Magain, Pascal Gross, they don't really score a lot of goals, but they can be impact players. But FPL is about having players who can score a lot of goals. So you rather want to focus on your Douglas Louise, you rather want to focus on your Ward Prowse, who are on set pieces, and that can be a real benefit for you.
Yeah, definitely. I think there was some good shouts there for certain players because it's players that I believe in as well. I watch them. So definitely FPL managers out there, if you are looking for budget players, budget enablers, those are some of the players that you should definitely um, look after. Coming into this game week, Adam, what is your team looking like? What is your team of the week? Uh, team of the week has to be Liverpool because of how we're high flying. Of course, that is my team as well. So team of the week, actually four teams can be team of the week for this game week. We have Liverpool, we've got Arsenal, we've got Spurs and we've got Man City. Man City, of course, have the biggest chance of getting three points as well as um Liverpool. For Chelsea and Spurs, it may not be that straightforward, but, you know, these are the teams that I believe are the best positioned teams right now. The least positioned teams right now going into game week 11, you know, I think it's it's very clear. Sheffield United, you've got Everton, you've got Burnley, and you've got Luton. These people don't have consistency down their belt, but I'm sure across the season, some of them will rise up to a certain point. Others will certainly fall down and get relegated. But yeah, these are the teams that I believe are high flying right now. You took the words out right out of my mouth. Those teams as well, I see them as high-flying teams and teams that could have a that have a high possibility of doing well this coming game week. Okay, Adam, can you give us your player for player in each position that you have suggested for this game week 10? Game week 11, I mean. In strike, in strike no other than the exciting Erling Haaland, you know, um, I'm I'm looking forward to him scoring a hat trick today. I would really love that in midfield. You should make sure you have at least Mohamed Salah and Son Heung-min because these two players can really be the standout performance for you and the difference to really you know develop a team. Another player that I'll give him a shout, maybe maybe just maybe Saka, although they're facing a very tough team in defense. I would go with Crystal Palace assets. Because they can get me six points. Defenders, you tend to need more of the points moving forward than, you know, scoring goals. And defenders don't really score a lot of goals or assist a lot of goals. But either a Gay or a Trent, Trent today can give a couple of assists. Not today, sorry. Trent tomorrow can give a couple of assists. So in defense, Gay, Trent. And then I think I have to go with... um. Diaz, you know, Ruben Diaz of Man City, he's just such a leader and a solid player that can really, you know, close the back. So if City wins 5-0 today, that will be contributed to him and his hard work and his team. And that's what I'm looking for. I think for these positions, these players are the top ones for me. Me and my team, in the, in the, in the striking position, I have... Julian Alvarez, I have two. I have Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland. They play striker for me. And this week, I've captained Haaland. He's my captain for this game week. And then in the middle, I have Son, Saka, Bernardo, and Mitoma. Son usually does very well. He's going up against Chelsea. I don't expect him to, to, I don't expect him to stop the trajectory that he's currently on. And Saka versus Newcastle. I hope he does well for my FPL's team's sake and for the sake that I'm an Arsenal fan. And I hope 
that he does well. So if he does well this week, it's going to be a great weekend for me. And then in my back line, I have Emerson, I have Van der Ven, Saliba, and Paul Torres. And I expect all of them to, to, to at least get an average. The lowest point must be at least three points in my back line because they don't get too much action. But when they do, they, they play pretty well. So, And then my goalkeeper, I'm sticking with Vicario. So I, I trust him a lot because I, I watch him, you know, because he's, he's a very interesting goalkeeper to watch. I like watching him. So I still have faith in him. And I, I have faith in this team. I think that we should do pretty well this week. And then my captain's pick for the week, my top three will be Haaland, Saka, and Son, which is three players I have in my team. But I expect all of them to do pretty well, all three of them. It could be anyone in this team, actually, but I expect those three to do particularly well. Looking into this game week, Adam, um, who do you think is the that young player that people should watch out for? who's maybe flying below the radar, people don't know too much about, or people do know, but they don't know that they should get this player because he's someone that that, that plays well and gets the job done. I think for this game week, and CISO could really, you know, stand out. He can shine. I don't know why I mentioned him, but he came to mind, you know, he has brilliance under his belt. So given the opportunity, he can really benefit from it. So for me, it has to be and CISO. And my captain picks for game week 11, of course, Ellen Haaland, number one, number two, Mohamed Salah, and then number three, Son Human. I think these three players that I have already have in my squad can really do very well in this game week. They can do very well in this game week. I think moving forward, um, FPL has to develop the game set that both our captains and vice captains, if both of them play, they get points, right? So if you're doubling the points of your captain, maybe your vice captain can be 1.5 of his points. I think that'll be a bit more exciting and also have the opportunity to do in-game substitutions, right? I remember, I believe it was for the 2018 World Cup, when we played the fantasy game, after a game, because other games will come through before um, other games will come through after a game in a particular you know day, you can substitute a player who has already played and bring in a player who hasn't played. Such permutations for FPL can make the game really exciting. I think that should be considered a bit more. Nah, uh, that that sounds great actually, Adam. I haven't thought about that, but then hearing you say it makes me think that actually that could be something that maybe the Premier League or the the people that make the fantasy league should look into it. You know, it'd be it'd be very engaging. Like from a fan point of view, fans will be more engaged. They'll spend more time on the app. They'll be more engaged with the app, which means more money for the FPL as well. So it's it would be a win win situation. I hope they're listening. And I hope they do something about it. It'd be great, though. It'd be great. Uh, 100%. It's, it's all about maximum 
participation. I'm one where during the week, um, I can go on the app about two or three times, you know, to check one or two things, see the consistency there. But if I do know that I can take out a player who hasn't performed and bring in a player who hasn't played, I will spend more time on the app, right? It's a no-brainer. It's a real no-brainer. Nah, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the African Fantasy Football Podcast episode for today. Goodbye.